Hi, everyone. It's Emma. This is another episode of Language Ideas, this time about Palestine and Israel. The intent of these episodes is to try to offer an honest perspective on what's happening in the world and language that could be used with children. The assumption isn't that this whole thing is said to a child, but it's an encouragement to use your own mind and language to tell as full and true a story as you can. As always, this language isn't right and it isn't prescriptive. It's incomplete and deeply imperfect. And a huge reason why Gracie and I do this work um, is because we believe practices of transparency and authenticity with children is both the foundation of loving relationships and durable communities. We attempt to work from a framework that critiques racism, colonialism, and capitalism as we understand those things to be existential threats to human life, dignity, safety, peace. And my hope is that even if you don't say much or even any of these words to the children in your life, that the language and framing can still support conversations in some way that center safety, fairness, sharing, and ultimately the sacredness of human life. Before I get into the language today, I just want to offer a little bit of context about myself. I'm a white American Ashkenazi Jew, and the horrors and hurt of anti-Jewish violence run deep in my family, and so does the legacy of freedom-seeking. interested in an incomplete but more elaborate history of Palestine and the creation of the state of Israel, please keep an eye out for our history series. This is a kid history podcast we do. Um, that history is the next series we'll put out. So today I'm going to start pretty wide, sort of conceptually, and then get more specific. So I'm a preschool teacher, and I have a really young group of preschoolers right now who have almost no attention for conversations about anything that isn't concretely in front of them. The land is always concretely in front of us. My and their bodies are always concretely in front of us. Food and water, thankfully, are always concretely in front of us. Navigating consent and sharing is always concretely in front and between us. And even when I don't share with them the details of violence that is not directly in front of them, I try to identify the values that are being practiced or violated in that violence and then talk to them about those. So for example, the other day we were searching, they were searching for worms and bugs and slugs, and they put them all in this area they called a farm that had dirt and some bricks around it. And they love finding small creatures and there's something satisfying, I guess, to them about putting all those creatures in one place. And I tried to use that moment right in front of us to talk about how all bugs and all people deserve to move freely and ask them if we could maybe make space between each of the bricks so we could make sure there were ways for them to leave so they didn't feel like they were in a cage. And they said, okay, and if the slugs wanted to slug away, that's no problem. We've also spent a long time trying to figure out what the verb is for when slugs move. They don't really slither. 
Anyways, and here I'm going to say slug away. And I said, I thought that all bugs and humans deserve clean water and plenty of food. And so they went over to the rain barrel and one of them filled up a cup and we laid it next to the tiny creatures. They gathered a few plants from the garden. And so the bugs and slugs had nourishment and hydration. And worms are not people and the bug community is not Gaza. And I've been trying to articulate the beliefs and freedom and safety and resources whenever I can. So let's begin with some deep concepts that we can use to frame this conversation about Palestine and Israel, or we can articulate even if we don't talk directly about Palestine and Israel. All human beings deserve to be free and make choices about their own bodies. All human beings deserve to live long, safe lives. All human beings deserve to live without the fear of being killed. All human beings deserve food and clean water. All human beings deserve to move their bodies to wherever they need to go. All human beings deserve care and medicine when they are sick. It is incredibly and unfair and unsafe to make people's bodies stop working because of their religion. It's incredibly unfair and unsafe to make people's bodies stop working because of what land they were born on or their ancestors are from. It's not fair to take land away from people who've lived on it and taken care of it for a long, long time. It's not fair to take food or water or medicine away from people. And there is enough safety for everyone. It's a lie that only some people in this world can be safe or should be safe. And it's a lie that for some people to be safe, other people need to be hurt. Now let's talk about the context, more specifically around Palestine and Israel. And we will put out, as I said, a history series, a history podcast made for kids to listen to themselves about Palestine and Israel soon that will go much more into the history than I'll go into here. For over 12,000 years, humans have lived on land called Palestine. For over 3,800 years, according to Jewish stories and texts, there have been people called the Jewish people. For 75 years, there has been a country called Israel. In the history of the land and the peoples and the waters of Palestine are long and beautiful, and there are so many stories to tell before this one. But today, we're focusing on the relationship between the state of Israel and the land and peoples of Palestine. We'll start this very abridged history at the end of the 1800s. So when this history starts, there were Jewish people and Muslim people and Christian people all living in the land called Palestine. People of all of these different religions shared the land. About 150 years ago, Jewish people from Europe started coming to Palestine to try to get away from white Christian European people hurting and killing them. Killing them, meaning making their bodies stop working forever. It was incredibly unfair that Jewish people were being hurt and killed and needed to run away to be safe. Christian people in Europe were the ones to hurt Jewish people. When Jewish people from Europe were trying to find a way to be safe, white Christian people in England and the United States didn't want a lot of Jewish people moving to their countries, so they helped Jewish people move to Palestine instead. The United States also did really nothing to stop millions of Jewish people be killed in the Holocaust. And the United States felt like they should do something after it was all over. 
And so one of the things they chose to do was help Jewish people move to Palestine. Many of the European Jewish people who moved to Palestine believe the land of Palestine belonged to them, to Jewish people. Jewish people from Europe could have understood that they were on land that already had people living on it, and they could have asked to share the land, but instead they believed the land belonged to them and they took it instead. Jewish people from Europe, with the help of the United States, killed many Palestinian people, made their bodies stop working, hurt Palestinian people's bodies, and made hundreds of thousands of people leave. And many of those people have never been able to return home. And taking people's land like this, making them leave their homes, taking their homes from them, is hurting their bodies is an incredibly unfair thing to do. The government and military of Israel for 75 years has been stealing land and homes from Palestinian people, killing their trees and farms, and making many, many rules to try to control all of the things Palestinian people need to be alive, food, water, medicine, and their bodies. And Palestinian people have worked really hard to keep themselves free and having choices. They've used many strategies, including going into the streets and asking for what they need, boycotting or not buying things from Israel. They've tried to change things by not paying money or taxes to Israel. They've, and they've asked the rest of the world to help them get free by not giving money to Israel. There is a Jewish prayer we say when we are in grief and mourning for those who have died called the Mourner's Kaddish to take a moment to pause and mourning for the Jewish people who were killed and hurt by Christian people in Europe and for the Palestinian people and land who were taken and hurt and killed by Israeli people and the government. I will recite just the beginning of the prayer. Amen. So I'm going to stop there for now talking about this conflict and this hurt and this history and we will pick up on the next episode in part two. While the heart of this is very simple, the military occupation and massacre of Palestine and Palestinian people is not fair or safe, the history and political webs are very complex. My understanding of this history and current moment continued to evolve. Additionally, this history is incredibly abridged. I'm sure I've missed important elements of this. As always, if you'd like to share your thoughts or understandings about this or anything else we talk about, please reach us at thefullstoryschool at gmail.com. Due to the amount of information and emotional impact, you most likely won't talk about much and definitely not all of this all at once. These are snippets of language that are missing questions and space to listen and talk of feelings and body sensations. They don't include many stories of resistance. They don't talk about actions children might take to stay engaged. They're perhaps a beginning and definitely not an end. 
If you're curious to explore resources and book recommendations from the show, please check out the book and resource list in our notes. For those of you new to the podcast, hi. And please check out our full episodes from season one and two. I'm accompanied by my beloved friend, Grace Aldrich, where we role play conversations around race and racial violence. There's also a couple other episodes talking about other stories in our world. And thank you, as always, to Echo Finch for the sound design. Thank you to many folks, um, including Caitlin Case Cohen, for helping me work on this episode. Gracie, I love you. As always, please write to us at thefullstoryschool at gmail.com if you have any requests or conversations for us to have on here. Okay. Thank you. Bye, y'all.